You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 3, Episode 40. As Andy is out at a party in Long Island, and it's a Sunday evening after a long, long weekend, uh, so uh, Andy could not make it. Uh, I wanted to get the podcast done uh, as soon as possible. Uh, I'm hurting right now. I had a sort of uh, my bachelor party um, that was canceled from last year. Kind of, we made it up this weekend. Uh, went to Hunter Mountain in New York. Uh, went skiing, and uh, yeah, it was kind of just a shit show. Uh, the house that we rented was was pretty unbelievable, uh, not in the best way. Uh, it was still, it kind of made the trip. Honestly, the house was that that interesting. Just as soon as you walk in, you knew it was going to be, you know, just very very interesting uh, stay that weekend. Uh, the oven was lined with tin foil, uh, and the way you knew your whatever that was in there was done, it would catch on fire. Excuse me, I got the burps. It's not. It's not. It's going to be a tough podcast. Yeah. So uh, the hot tub outside had like a layer of biofilm, and you basically uh, were sitting in slime. Uh, but you get drunk enough, you'll sit in anything. Uh, they had a sauna, which is actually really nice. Uh, pool table was, let's just say I've seen pool tables in better conditions. Their pool sticks were basically just like broken. We had one that was like a little nub, but you actually needed it because the wall on the one side was completely narrow. So I actually ended up working out. Um, yeah, you know, just a grill outside, uh, lighting each little prong individually, uh, and then shutting everything off by the gas. It was just a it's just one of those days where, uh, you know, a group of, uh, you know, there was 12 of us and it was, yeah, it was a shit show. It was everything that you could uh, expect out of a bachelor party. We had the fire going. Now I'm going to smell like smoke for the next three days, trying to wash that out of me and my clothes. So, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it's one of those evenings where you get home, you kind of have the Sunday scare. Well, not kind of. You have the Sunday scaries. Tomorrow's Monday. Uh, the only thing that's saving me is uh, we have the 
Um, New York Rangers tonight at 7.30. Again, I could not do a podcast after that game. I will be, I don't even know if I can make it through that entire game. I'm going to do my best, but uh, that's why uh, I decided to do the podcast. I don't want to, um, yeah, I just, I wouldn't be able to stay stay up. So the the big game that we have to talk about, obviously the New York Rangers in Washington and New York Rangers in Pittsburgh. Now, the New York Rangers in Washington, you can say whatever you want about the narrative, but if you watch that game, you really didn't feel like the New York Rangers were ever out, like ever getting like outplayed or the game was a threat. Um, I felt like the Rangers, you know, just weathered every single storm that was thrown at them. I mean, uh, what can you say? It was a good home win, a convincing win, and, you know, it was a huge two points. And, you know, I, I don't want to get into these games too much. Because number one, my brain is fried, and number two, uh, I really want to get Andy's take on everything from the Washington game and Pittsburgh game. You know, watching, you know, watching the uh, Pittsburgh game, which you know, first I'll get into the gambling. If you gamble, right, and probably a lot of you are in New York, so it's kind of new and it's fun, it's exciting. I tell you what, it is. No wonder why these companies make millions and millions of dollars. They got people, and I'm not going to name names, Phil, that open up these accounts, have no idea what any of the numbers mean, and just kind of bet on a whim. And, you know, you could say that there's beginner's luck, but that that's like, that's fake. That's not real. It's, it's, it's insane how they've just no warning. No one really teaches you. It's just they throw you into this app and you're betting your own hard-earned money. And it was just amazing. I mean, uh, I, I'm picking on Phil because, and, and you know, uh, he's been on the podcast before, um, you know, and, and he was just, you, you could have told him that minus 200 means you have to bet 200 to win 100. And with the same breath and not even skipping a beat, He'd be like, so minus 200, they're huge underdogs then, right? And it's like, Jesus Christ, where are we going with this? Um, so he struggled betting. I had uh, Patty, who's also been on the podcast. He was betting, sneakily betting the period overs, which obviously put a fucking mush on the entire game because there, zero goals were scored in the first. Zero goals were scored in the second. And once, you know, Pittsburgh scored that third uh, in the third period, you knew it wasn't going to go over. You knew the Rangers didn't have a shot because, you know, he's bad luck. It's like you can't be betting this. Bet the unders. This way, when you lose, at least we see a bunch of goals. We're together. We're at a bachelor party. We're watching the Rangers at three o'clock against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Like we could have had so much fun, except you're betting the you're betting overs on the period. It's just Rule number one when betting, bet against your emotions. This way you can't lose. Ah, oh, God, it's just so frustrating Think of, thinking of what could be if, uh, you know, my friends were just a little bit smarter at betting. I took Ranger's money line, by the way. So, you know, I put the, the probably the final cherry on top mush that the Rangers needed uh, to lose that game. And one nothing, typical, absolutely typical me with all my friends watching the game. Um, not that it wasn't a good game. It just, you know, you want to see some goals scored. You know, I, I would have rather have been a six, five game than a fucking one, nothing game. But what can you say? I mean, Igor played great. 
Um, let's get into this game a little bit because, uh, you know, the New York Rangers obviously are, are fighting in this Metro division with, you know, Pittsburgh and Carolina. I don't know what Washington has to give. I am sure that they will make some sort of run eventually, but I, I just, I don't know. I just feel like the Rangers can weather that storm if they just keep playing a little bit consistent, like. They don't have to have an epic collapse to to uh, you know fall to Washington and Washington leapfrog them, but they would have to have a pretty darn bad month of hockey in order for those two teams to kind of weather, um, you know, uh, even out weather. I don't know what the hell I'm even talking about. Uh, so you know, again, I'm not too concerned about it. But let's let's talk about a little bit about the Pittsburgh game because uh, there was one major takeaway I got from it, and I kind of. It put me at ease, you know, knowing that Carolina will probably win the division. Rangers will end up playing the Penguins in the first round of the playoffs. And the reason I say that is, you know, I know Pittsburgh had scoring chances, um, but they weren't as impressive as I thought they were. And, you know, obviously it's a one-game sample size, so you can't really hang, you know, any opinion and, and call it gospel here. But I, I will take the New York Rangers in a seven game series, I, I think we can take them. I, I thought we'd get demolished, but I really thought they went toe to toe with them. I thought Rangers matched their speed. I thought the Rangers were able to, you know, get scoring chances. Pittsburgh did a good job clearing and crowding the middle and took away secondary opportunities. But, um, but for the most part, I, I don't trust uh, Yari uh, to have another game like that or series like that um Igor I, that's par for the course I mean he played incredible uh um you know he had what what do you have let's see let's see you know tw- uh, 22 the uh, 25 saves on 26 shots you know it, it was pretty damn good and and obviously the only goal to beat him was a perfect power play Malkin shot from the dot which is just par for the course for that guy so you knew one, one, one of those were going to go in. If he, you know, if he has three shots from the dot right there, especially with the goalie moving across, he's going to get one of them. I mean, he is one of the gifted players in the world. Uh, just a lethal shot, and that power play is is tough. And you know, that's you knew that's what it was going to be, right? The difference maker was going to be either a special teams play or you know a fluky bounce or a weird deflection. And unfortunately, the Rangers weren't on the receiving end of that type of puck luck. So, you know, uh, again, I think as a Rangers fan, you got to watch this game and take away that. Number one, you know, we're missing players like, you know, Kako and, you know, I'll even go back to Sammy Blay. Like, this team is going to get better by the end of the season, whether it's through a trade, whether it's, you know, guys coming back from injury. You know, I know, you know, Kako has struggled here. But, you know, he adds depth. I mean, let's face it. And, um, you know, I, I just think, you know, it's great that, you know, we can trust Rooney with, you know, 16 plus minutes of ice time. But Rooney should not be getting, Kevin Rooney should not be getting over 16, 15 minutes of ice time. I mean, that guy should be on the fourth line getting his, you know, maybe 10 to 12, 8 to 10, you know. And it's just uh, it's a shame right now where we are. Uh, you know, we have you know Morgan Barron was called up, but you know, give what you want to Rooney. He's, a, he's an energy guy. He's always skating his butt off. 
doesn't always make the best plays with the puck, but he doesn't really kill you, and he's an energy guy, and you got to appreciate that, and that's why he got as much ice time as he did. And, you know, you say what you want, but he was able to, you know, keep Pittsburgh off the board for as much playing time that he, he had. I mean, if you look at, you know, you had Mika Panarin, Strom, which is a joke, we'll get into that, Kreider, and then it was Rooney, like in terms of ice time, total ice time. So, you know, he had more ice time than Lafreniere. He had, uh, you know, more ice time than uh, Barkley Goudreau, uh, more than Hunt, you know, more than Reeves, a lot more than like Reeves and Barron and, and the GOAT, you know. So it's interesting, you know. What are the New York Rangers? I don't know yet. I really, I don't know. And this is kind of what I want to get into with Andy. It's like, what the hell's the identity of this team? Because all the players that, you know, we think are replaceable and need to upgrade, you know, they're the ones kind of like carrying the load in terms of, you know, secondary efforts. So I'm um, just very curious to see how he views our depth. And if you shake things up within depth players, could that, you know, kind of break any mojo that this team has and, you know, the bonds and the trust uh, that they've developed over this, you know, season, you know, playing in a new system, uh, playing a little bit with higher energy and more physical system. So it's very interesting to see what the Rangers do and how it gels. And that's what I kind of want to ask Andy. So, uh, excuse me, Pittsburgh, let's get into a little bit of them. Um, you know, I kind of thought they got more calls than the Rangers. I thought there was a couple times where Excuse me. Oh, my God. Just one of those evenings, you know? Uh, yeah, and, you know, to me, they were kind of top-heavy. I wasn't impressed with their depth, guys. Uh, you know, I know they got, you know, I know they have good depth. I mean, their record speaks for it, 32-14-8 on the season. They just beat us one nothing. But, you know, I, I just wasn't impressed with them, right? Um, you know, obviously, you have to watch the Crosbys, the Malkins. Uh, I thought Latang played a, an insane game. I mean, twenty—he almost played half the game, twenty-nine minutes. I mean, I just don't trust this team in a seven-game series. Like, you're really going to play Latang thirty minutes a game in a regular season game just to beat the New York Rangers, who, let's face it, are only going to get better by the time the trade deadline, you know, comes and goes. And I don't know how much better Pittsburgh is going to make themselves. I don't know what Fugazi stuff they have in, to get around the cap or if they're even in cap hell. I would imagine they are with, you know, Crosby, Malkin, Latang contracts. And, um, you know, it's it just very interesting. So, yeah, again, I, I'm not scared of the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm, I'm really not. And, you know, as a, as a New York Ranger fan, you kind of have to come to terms with the fact that the Rangers are going to be playing Pittsburgh in the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, I'm not too upset about that. I'm very confident that the New York Rangers with a little bit of energy, with some, you know, new faces in the lineup are going to look, you know, pretty damn good and um, could match up well against Pittsburgh in the playoffs. And, you know, the Rangers are going to play Pittsburgh a few more times throughout the season. And it's going to be one of those where, you know, you're going to measure up. But, you know, at the same time, too, you also don't want to, you know, you know, I don't know, give everything you have, not give everything you have. You obviously want to try your hardest, but you know, you're not going to play them the same way in the regular season as you will in the playoffs, which, which is also a fair point, you know, in terms of Pittsburgh, you know, is, are they going to play the New York Rangers a little bit different where they can expose and 
kind of, you know, wheel and deal and beat us on the weak side and, you know, make our defense turn and, and kind of expose some of the weaknesses that we have. So, yeah, it's it's all, uh, you know, that's why the NHL playoffs are the best, right? Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking about between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday, as everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text TN Redline 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. Going back a little bit uh, again to the Washington game, I, I again the Washington Capitals are what they are. Uh, obviously, it was a, uh, a huge energy night in the building. You know, whenever Washington comes to town, especially after the Wilson incident last year, and you know, you know, slamming Panarin and Buchnevich and all that bullshit that happened after the whistle and stuff. You know. I just thought the Rangers kind of handled it well. I'm a little disappointed that there wasn't uh, a fight between Reeves and Wilson, but you know, you look back at that game and you're like, man, well, like the Rangers made Wilson irrelevant. And you say what you want, you know, he didn't want to stir the pot, but there's no way that team didn't come in to that barn, especially where they are in the standings, and not want to win a hockey game. You know, they were trying. I think the Rangers just kind of suffocated them with speed on all four lines. Not exactly speed, but you know, uh, I would say speed in the sense where the Rangers were quick to clog up space and time and not really let Washington get, you know, anything going in terms of momentum. And, you know, that was a big, big win for the New York Rangers. And I'm glad that they were able to go one-on-one over the weekend and kind of, you know, uh, well, they have another game tonight against Vancouver. So uh, that'll be very interesting to see how they respond after a one nothing loss to Pittsburgh. Uh, looking at the line before this was earlier in the day, uh, the Rangers weren't that crazy of a heavy favorite, which kind of scares me because that means the sharps, uh, you know, think that they kind of want to sucker you into betting the New York Rangers after a loss, uh, look for the Rangers to lose, uh, tonight against Vancouver. Um, obviously you'll be listening, listening to this the following day on a Monday. So the Rangers are already, that game's already over. So. Whether they won or lost, I, I don't know. I don't want to really talk too much about that because it's kind of nonsense. Uh, another, another, uh, you know, fun thing that we had uh, going on on TV was the outdoor game in Nashville. Uh, I thought the jerseys were actually pretty good. I, I didn't think they were that bad. Uh, they looked better 
uh, on the ice, as most jerseys do in these games. They look better on the ice while teams are playing than they do as they're being modeled or just kind of shown with just, you know, the classic picture of the uh, jersey and a sock. You know, it just you're kind of like, eh, I don't know about that. But uh, I thought the players looked sharp, uh, you know, especially like Nashville's uh, jersey. The kind of we said this, uh, you know, they kind of looked like the Michigan Wolverines out there. Uh, a nice, like dark blue and yellow uh, looked sharp. Uh, I thought the arena looked looked pretty solid. Uh, you know, I, I again, I don't know what to do with the uh, with had Dirk Bentley for the musical act and Miranda Lampert or whatever her name is. I know, obviously, it fits, right? The country theme, Nashville, obviously, the whole thing goes, the whole vibe was perfect in terms of what you had to do to set it up for the NHL. I just don't know if it's worth to have a live event music. Like, is that for the TV? Because the arena seemed dead when they were out there. And I don't know if that's an audio issue. I'm not really picking up the noise. But I just felt like there might have been a few people jamming out, but most of people were out using the bathroom, getting a hot dog, getting a beer. You know, I don't know. I just feel like there was just no buzz in that building at all. And it kind of made for a boring performance because there was just no energy for those artists to feed off of. So, um, again, it, it was I guess it was a fine little, you know, concert thing that they put on in between periods. But for me to sit there and 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 watch it, it was kind of cringy almost felt bad for the artists that that they had to actually do that and i don't know but here we are you know the new york rangers find themselves one point uh behind pittsburgh with two games in hand the pittsburgh penguins won 50 uh have played 54 games the rangers have played 52 pittsburgh with 72 points the rangers with 71 uh yeah and you know Carolina, 52 games played, the same as the Rangers with 78 points. So the Rangers find themselves seven points, seven very tough points to catch up uh, against the Carolina Hurricanes. We're going to need like an epic collapse of the Hurricanes. Maybe they forfeit a week because they have the measles, just like the Panthers did back in Mighty Ducks 1. I don't know. Uh, Going into the other division, let's talk a little bit around the league here. Uh, Florida is still in first place uh, because they played the most games out of the, you know, the big three in the Atlantic division. Uh, Tampa kind of, to me, is one of those teams that are just humming along. They know what they are. Uh, They know that they just need to get to the playoffs and then concentrate on that. They got the depth. They got Braden Point. They got goaltending. They got solid defense and Edmund. They kind of have the full package, as you know, because they're back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. And uh, so here we are. Um, the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, they, you know, they give up a ton of goals. They have shit goaltending. If they have a chance in the playoffs, their goalie, uh, their goal, whoever they throw out there, um, you know, whoever they throw out there, you know, I kind of trust Kemper at this point, I think, I don't know. Um, but yeah, you know, they're one of those teams where if they don't get uh, good goaltending, they're they're going to be pretty screwed because I know they can outscore their problems, but that doesn't really work in the, in the postseason. So we will see the wild card situation that we have going on. You have Boston. Oh, by the way, I, I do feel like Tampa is going to win that division. I just think they can be steady Eddie and just they're proven winners. So I will take them wild card. You have Boston who's, you know, been playing pretty solid. They won four in a row. Um, they're six, three and one in their last 10. 
they're again another team that you just don't know really what they are. Honestly, I wouldn't want to draw them in the playoffs because that line gets hot, and you know they'd be getting a decent goaltending from Swayman, and you know it's just one of those teams where you know McAvoy, you know the Bergeron line, best line in hockey. You know they they can play chippy. You know they they know how to clog the middle, and you know they know how to slow things down and and you know force teams to play at their pace. They figure things out, man. It's going to be very, very difficult to uh, play them and be successful in a seven-game series. You know, obviously, whoever they play is, is going to be a very, very good team. But I'm not. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the you know Bruins make a run. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets have been, you know, pretty solid of late, seven three and all in their last ten. Um, they've had some big wins over some big teams. They're playing right now against Pittsburgh, rooting for them hard. It's 1-1 after the first. So, you know, again, they're a team that uh, they could play spoiler and upset, you know, a team that might be fighting for that division, uh, division, you know, I don't know if you call them a champion, but the winner of the division, you know, Florida Panther or Tampa Bay, you know, they could be the difference maker, you know. They they could, you know, be spoilers for sure. Um not that it really matters, I guess, at this point, but, you know, they're again, they're a team that can pretty much compete with anybody in the league. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, them getting the right players. I, I just, you know, they're Columbus. What can I say? Blah. All right. Going out west, uh, Colorado, St. Louis, and Minnesota. Uh, Colorado's kind of starting to run away with the division, up 12 points. They played one extra game, so it's possibly a 10. Five game difference, it's pretty big, uh, you know. They've won three in a row. St. Louis has won four in a row. Really can't gain any ground on them. Both 7-2-1 and one in their last 10. Uh, Minnesota, not that they're fading away, but, you know, they kind of are. Losing three in a row. Four, six, and zero in their last 10. Just, you know, uh, they're not really going to be, you know, fighting for that uh, top spot in the division. So um, look for a Blues-Minnesota probably in, in the, uh, for a first-round matchup from the Central Division. Uh, you know, Nashville, Dallas right now are the wild cards. I don't expect that to change. You know, I know people are probably like, you know, Edmonton, Anaheim. You know, I, I feel like I trust Vancouver more than I trust Edmonton not to fuck this thing, this thing up. So, um, right now Edmonton's on the outside looking in. I, I just, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I, it, it'd be pretty amazing if Edmonton does, doesn't make the playoffs. I just am very curious to see what happens with McDavid and if he can actually stay there. You know, for me personally, I, I just, I would not want to be there. I would not, you know, they're, they're losers. I'm wasting my entire career. I'm in my prime, I'm the best player on the planet. And I can't even make the playoffs. And I'm irrelevant in this hockey league, which is really sad to say. Um, the Pacific Division, Calgary has been on an absolute warpath nine and one in their last 10 uh i know they had a huge streak going obviously that was broken but you know by time right uh and all after all that they're only three points ahead in the division i know they have a few games in hand against the los angeles kings who have now overtaken the vegas golden knights of the second seed you know again kings eight one and one in their last 10 won five in a row have just been an absolute beast where does this team come from you know to me they're kind of like a similar to the new york rangers where they got some key pieces they're getting you know production out of their you know bigger players 
And, you know, they're just going to be humming along and they're playing in a, a weaker Western Western conference. I feel like, so, you know, they're going to be able to rattle off wins and they're just a very tough team to play against. And, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy to see them where they are, but I guess it's just the shocking to see the Rangers where they are too. So very, very, uh, very many few, very many. There's a lot of similarities between the Rangers and Kings. I feel like uh, the narrative between those two teams are, you know, almost one and the same in terms of they got a lot of youth. They got some key pieces. They're putting it together and they're figuring out ways to get points and win hockey games. So good on them. Vegas, uh, you know, they're just going to fucking do the whole loophole, I guess, with Stone now. I just don't really get having this conversation uh, this weekend. You know, I just don't get why the cap just doesn't exist for the playoffs. You know, you should, you know, be forced to be in, you know, under cap by within the playoff games. So you can't just throw people on long term IR. And then once the playoffs start, the cap just goes away like it's. It's honestly insane, and you just see Vegas is going is going for it. You know the rules are not going to change, and you just got to keep going. So, all right, um, you know, looking at the New York Rangers schedule again. If I said this last podcast, if you are a New York Rangers fan and you look at the month of the month of March, the month of March, we got a lot of hockey. We have a ton of hockey. We have a game tonight, and we're off Monday, Tuesday, and then the fun begins. We got the Blues. We got the Blues, the Devils at home. Then we go on a road trip. We got the Jets, Minnesota, the Blues again, and then Dallas. Get a couple days off. Then we got the Ducks at home. We got the Islanders at home. We're on the road against Tampa, Carolina, in a back to back. Another game against the Devils. Get a couple days off. Then we got the Schittsburgh Penguins and the Buffalo Sabres, both at home. And then we go right back on the road and play, go on a back-to-back against the Schittsburg Penguins and the Detroit Red Wings. So that is the month of March. If you look at those teams, right, let's see all the teams that are cup contenders. We got Pittsburgh twice. We got Carolina. We got Tampa Bay Lightning. We got the St. Louis Blues twice. That's six games. We got the Minnesota Wild. Seven games. So that's like these teams are cup contenders and the New York Rangers are going to have to find a way to not only be consistent, but to be consistent at a higher level because they have games against the two games against the Devils, and a game against the Islanders where throw out the records because they mean absolutely nothing. The Devils always give the New York Rangers their best. The Islanders always give the New York Rangers their best. So that, that those games are just as difficult as the other ones. You have a desperate Detroit team that's desperately trying to make the playoffs. Uh, you know, a Winnipeg Jet team that, you know, I, I think they're going to be sellers by the deadline. But, you know, they still think they're alive. If they have a good month and they can go rattle off a 10-2 and two month or something to start, start the month, you know, they're right back in the mix of things in the West. So it'll be very, very interesting to see how the Rangers kind of handle. Same thing with the Ducks. They're right there. They're on, on the cusp of a playoff spot. You know, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, the, the Rangers are going to have their work cut out for them and they have to prove that they not only belong in this spot, but they can handle the grind of an NHL schedule. Right. These kids are going to get truly tested. And I'm not talking about, you know, Panarin and Kreider. You know, these guys, they know how to handle this. I'm talking about Lafreniere. I'm talking about 
you know, uh, Julian Gauthier. I'm talking about Hunt. I'm talking about, you know, Barron if he's playing. I'm talking about, you know, uh, Zach Jones. I'm talking about, you know, um, you know, Schneider, you know, Miller, you know, even Igor, you know, and, you know, we need big things out of our goaltending, especially if, you know, Georgie gets traded, which is certainly being talked about and has a lot of momentum behind. And, and so we'll see. Um, that's all I got for you. Uh, we about went about a half hour here. Keep it short and simple. I am struggling. A lot of Miller light this weekend. A lot of Labatt blue light, little LBLs. Um, you know, it's just, I'm exhausted. My knee's killing me from skiing. I am old. I am worn down. I am beat up. And, um, I am about to sit on the couch and watch some New York Rangers hockey to help me get through this Sunday scaries. And, you know, Andy and I will speak to you again on Thursday. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod. And please rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.